0: This is The City Surgery, City Talk 105.9. It is The City Surgery on City Talk 105.9. I'm Laura Moss, in for Mick Coyle, joined by Mark Ellis from James Murray Solicitors. Afternoon, Mark. How's it going? You've had a busy day today. Busy
1: day, Lauren, up and down everywhere. Almost,
0: Almost left us in the lurch with all these queries coming in, these people wanting legal advice. We thought you weren't going to show. Well, I'm here now. And that's the important thing. going
1: to answer all these questions. I know you're a busy person as well.
0: As always, you can put your questions to Mark. You can just email in surgery at citytalk.fm. And we're going to get straight into it now this afternoon. Mm. Um, I've had a message in from Nicholas in Oral Park. He says. Mark, I keep getting stopped by police in the morning heading into Liverpool City Centre. I travel in from North Liverpool each time I'm asked if I know how quick I was going. Now, I tend to not really know and I'm sent on my way without request for licence, insurance, etc. So, what are the officers doing and is there a proper answer I should give them?
1: Well, yes, I'm assuming that you you are travelling in a motor vehicle and they probably have a reasonable suspicion that that you're speeding, but they probably can't prove the speeding. Perhaps they're not... they don't have the device working, the, uh, the the camera on the side of the road. Um, perhaps it is just one officer on his own and his opinion is not corroborated. In order to prove speeding, it's got to be corroborated. So they're asking you that question. There's no obligation upon you to answer it at all. You don't have to prove anything whatsoever. It's up to them to prove it and, and they're clearly giving you the benefit of the doubt and sending you on your way. I think if it's happening all the while and it's the same officer all the time stopping you, then ask them, why. what is the reason for you stopping me? And any any legitimate officer will tell you straight away what the what the justification is I guess the answer really is not to speed if you think you are perhaps speeding slightly then if you don't speed you're not going to be stopped by um, by an officer sooner rather than later they're going to be able to prove you're speeding and you're going to find yourself either being dealt with by means of fixed penalty or summons to a court ultimately
0: if he's getting pulled over in the morning, I'm assuming he means quite early morning. Could that be? Because at the time of day, officers naturally a bit curious if yeah. you're heading out in the early hours uh, of the morning. I
1: think you're right, Lauren. I think that also there might be, I think that's a really good point, there might be surreptitiously checking whether people have been drinking if it's early, very early in the morning and drinking from the night before and pulling you over on that basis. Could be that. But look, if it's happening all the while and it's the same Bobby all the, all the while, ask for their collar number and ask them why they're stopping you so regularly. Uh, and, and if they are sort of harassing you to the point where they're just repeatedly stopping you, then you may well have justification for a complaint. But failing that, if they're just doing their job, they're perfectly entitled to stop you if they've got reasonable suspicion that you're speeding.
0: On our next uh, query now now this is an anonymous email into surgery at citytalk.fm it says uh, mark how do you know what rights you have if you lose your job over allegations or arrests made against you when the allegations are dropped due to a lack of evidence is unfair dismissal a good claim here now this person says it's a fraud allegation a wrongful accusation they might add and I lost everything as a result.
1: Yes it, well it would depend really on you know on the knock on feature with your work if it if that relates in some way to your employment um look just because the police have decided not to prosecute you Does not mean that your employer feels that perhaps you've brought the reputation uh, into disrepute, the reputation of the firm into disrepute, or you have done something that might be wrong within the processes of your your work and and the terms and conditions of your employment. Now, if they feel that what you have done has justified gross misconduct, they're perfectly entitled to say, we're going to dismiss you summarily. Um, whether that is right might be an argument for a tribunal but it would depend in order for you to, to claim unfair dismissal you need now to, to be working for, for two years for, for an employer to have the statutory right to employment to actually go to a tribunal and claim two unfair years? dismissal. Two years? I
0: didn't, didn't realise that. used to be
1: it was two years then it was, then it was a year and now it's two years again as I understand it so, um, so look if you've been there for a lengthy period of time let's say you've been there for five or six years and you've been kicked out without any proper investigation of the allegation that you've denied it you say that you've been um, vindicated and uh, but nevertheless you've lost everything and you feel that the actions of your employer were, were not within the region, reasonable responses of, of a reasonable employer then you may well have an argument to say well I'm going to go before a tribunal and I'm going to claim unfair dismissal if they haven't investigated it correctly uh, if they've made a mistake in some way but if they haven't and if they if, if what they've done is perfectly reasonable then you may struggle.
0: In situations like that, as well, it would help to be a member of a union, wouldn't it? To, to have a representative, you, Lauren, you you're need absolutely one. right.
1: Yeah, it would. Are you a member of a union?
0: I am actually the National Union of Journalists, well, the NUJ.
1: The nuts. Well, I, then you, the nudges. The nudges.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've had another query in from Jed. And don't forget, you can put your queries to Mark as well. It's free, doesn't cost you anything. Just send us in an email and we will put the questions to our expert here in the studio at City Talk 105.9. That email is surgery at citytalk.fm. So Jed's been in touch next. He says, I bought a laptop online. It has since developed a fault. The online store that sold it are refusing to deal with it and they've told me I must take the matter up with the manufacturer. Is that correct?
1: No is the answer. Uh, People will, uh, you know, if you go into a retail shop and you enter into a contract with those individuals or indeed you enter into a contract over the internet with a certain organisation and they sell you something, then the privity of contract, the agreement, is between yourself and the person you entered into the agreement with and you bought the item from. If they are goods that that, that, uh, are not of satisfactory quality then for whatever reason, then those people are in breach of contract. You would pursue the, the, the retailer, the person who sold you the goods, You don't start pursuing the manufacturer, and this occasionally happens. You know, it's very clever of the person who's selling these goods to say, "Oh, nothing at all to do with us. You should be, you should be suing Mr. X who lives a thousand miles away, and you don't even know how to contact them." That's rubbish. You go after the person you sold it to.
0: Next one, they're coming uh, thick Thick and and fast 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 here, Gordon Bennett. They are. Um, This is quite a long one now, so bear with me. Uh, It's anonymous, disgruntled motorist in Wirral Uh, says, "Help." Hi, at the end of last October, I was flashed by a traffic light camera. I was driving at the time and sent the notice owner back to MPEU? Um,
1: Well, it'll be the camera enforcement office, I think. Okay.
0: with a request for the photographic evidence. All I received after that was an offer of a driver awareness course and no photo. So I emailed again asking for photo evidence and nothing's been forthcoming except a summons to court. Now, the camera in question is hidden behind street furniture and not visible to motorists. Is this entrapment... I also believe I was uh, not the vehicle that set the camera off as a black cab was behind me and to my left as I went through the light. It turned amber after I would crossed the line. I don't know whether to plead guilty or to not guilty, but without photo evidence, I cannot defend myself. Now, I thought, Mark, in a case like this, you have to prove that you weren't the driver. They don't have to prove you, well, you were. Well,
1: it, it depends, really. It's a good question, Lauren, because the first thing really is, you know, what have you been summoned to court for? Is it the speeding offence? Or is it, indeed, failing to disclose who the driver was at the time of the offence? The notice of intended prosecution would have gone out to the registered keeper of the vehicle, within 14 days of the offence, or it should have. And once you get it, you then have the obligation to take all reasonable steps to ensure that, that you can identify who the driver is and you notify the police accordingly. Now, if you haven't done that, you may well find that you've been summoned, not for the speeding offence, but actually for failing to disclose who the driver was at the time. And for that offence, you may have a defence. If you're saying, look, I genuinely don't know. I generally can't work out who the driver was, hence I've asked for the photograph to see um, who it was that was driving, and you'd have to give that evidence in the magistrate's court. If you are convicted of the Section 172 offence of failing to disclose who the driver was, you're looking at six penalty points, which is, you know, it's it's quite a significant amount of points. But you potentially have a defence to that, because you're saying, I don't know, I'm taking all reasonable steps, hence I've asked for the for the photograph. Do the police have an obligation to give you the photograph right at the beginning? No. Sometimes they do out the kindness of their hearts. If you write to the Camera Enforcement Office, sometimes they will, but not all the while. They they are not duty bound. The only way you'll get to see that ultimately, and the only way you have a right to see it is if you plead not guilty and it goes off to trial. At uh, trial, they'll adduce the evidence to show who the drive, to show the vehicle going through the speed trap. So the first question you ask is: Is that entrapment that it's hidden behind street furniture? Well, look, entrapment is making somebody do something they would never normally do. So if I said to Lauren, Lauren, go out there and, and you know hold up the local shop with a gun or something of that nature right. and I make you do it uh, and I say, don't worry, it's, it's all a bit of a gimmick and I push you into doing it and you do it for that reason. Well, that, I've entrapped you into doing that because you'd never normally do it. At least I don't think you'd normally do it. I'd, I'd
0: like to clarify. I would absolutely never do You've got
1: that. As as a look in your eye there, uh, <laughs> but you know that that's entrapment. If you're if you're speeding, then you're speeding. Full stop. So that's that goes nowhere. Um, you then go on to say, "Look, I think it might be another vehicle that could have triggered." Uh, triggered it well potentially yeah you could you could put that argument forward but if you put it forward you'll need substance for it you'll need your own expert to give evidence to that effect and to look at the evidence and make a judgement call um, you know you're not going to get legal aid for speeding so you would have to fund that yourself so it's it's quite a considerable amount of money you're going to have to throw it to your case Um Uh, And you basically say you don't know whether to plead guilty or not guilty, but without photo evidence I can't defend myself. Fair enough. Go to court, answer the summons, see what you've been summoned for, the speeding offence or the section 172 offence. If it is the speeding offence then you've got the potential defence of saying it might be another vehicle. If it's the section 172 offence, you've potentially got a defence by saying I've taken all reasonable steps to identify who the driver was. It may well be if you go to court and you say you generally don't know what to plead because you need to see the photograph, you'll probably Find that the prosecution may well hand the photograph over to you, which will assist you. So, I uh, hope that all helps.
0: It sounds uh, quite a complicated process there. And, in addition to, to this, and what obligation is uh, this driver? Uh, to tell the insurance company in when you know in light of a traffic light uh, com- a conviction three points and so on or six points is it, it may turn out to yeah, be and the same yep. with the speed too if you get caught by a speed camera mark yep. you ha- it says you have to tell your your insurance company what are the implications if you actually choose not to do that
1: well, if you choose not to do it and the insurance company find out about it, they'll revoke your insurance, as simple as that. And and the next time you get stopped and the police and the insurance companies share all their information so that it's it's, it's quite easy to, to find out who's received points and not disclosed it. And if you haven't disclosed it, they'll revoke your, your insurance and you'll the, the next you'll hear about it will either be a letter to the post or the police stopping you on the side of the road and, and uh, summonsing you, or at least uh, reporting you for summons, for, for the offence of no insurance, which carries six penalty points, six to eight point, 12 penalty points.
0: Right. okay, so definitely uh, worth obeying the law <laughs> and informing your insurance company. Uh, all things uh, are <laughs> worth considering there, absolutely. Uh, our final query is uh, in from another anonymous person. No names, please, he says. Uh, Dear Mark Ellis, I say a he, could be a she, could be. I, I applied to work at a company and approached them about changes to the business that would save them money without losing staff. It was a tech solution, but I didn't get the job. Since, I have been told, the implementations I suggested were in fact taken up and presumably benefits reaped. Do I not have some sort of rights here? It's my idea they've stolen from me when it comes down to it
1: yeah well i don't think it's it, it sounds like what you've done is you've put forward proposals in as part of a job interview of some description and maybe suggested how the business is going could be enhanced etc i don't think you've patented any ideas or anything of that nature you've simply put forward your ideas if you have, you know, if it's an idea that you have patented and they've pinched from you, then absolutely, you, you know, you. It's, you've when got, you
0: it, say patented, that means they'd have to have like, registered owned, that or something. Absolutely, like, yeah, yeah, they have yeah, legal the, copy that that was actually their it, idea. Exactly,
1: Lauren, that that, that you've read that, that as your own. Now, if you've if they've pinched that idea off you, then yes, you could you could uh, you know you've got, you got intellectual property rights and therefore you could you could uh, litigate on it. If it's just something you've put forward as a proposition and they've sat and listened to you and decided not to offer you the job, but thought well. Thanks very much. Uh, We'll use that idea. Have you got a, 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 a Have you got any sort of line of litigation? I suspect probably not. I think the only thing you could do that that might be worthwhile. You don't really want to be throwing any money at this. Is to actually write to them and say, "I understand you've implemented my ideas. How are you going to compensate me because you didn't take me on? So what are you going to do? It's worth the price of a stamp in a letter. See what they say. But uh, ma- it's,
0: it's their word against the employers, isn't it? It is, Lauren. I
1: think it's just a shot in the dark, really. I suspect you've got you've got you haven't got a leg to stand on. But it's worth a go, I, I suppose, for the sake of a stamp and spending five or ten minutes writing a letter. So I do that um, and see where it gets you. If they if they turn around and say, no, thank you, I would just put it down to experience, move on. And the next interview you go for, be very careful what you say to them.
0: It's a hard line, though, isn't it? Because you want to obviously stand out. You want to give your ideas forward. Yep. but You don't want to uh, not get the job and have your ideas used and uh, you not benefit from them. So I can understand this person being quite uh, put out by this. Just
1: say nothing in interview is the answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, then see how successful you'll be in <laughs> applying for this. job. You won't
1: get a job, but nobody will pinch your ideas.
0: <laughs> Mark, thank you for your time here today. And uh, thank you, uh, all of you, for your questions and queries. Mark will be back with us again next Thursday from four o'clock. Mick will be back in the studio then as well. In the meantime, you can get your queries coming in, get them in advance, and we'll put them to Mark next week. The email address you need is surgery at citytalk.fm. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter as well. Of course, that usual tweet address, tweet account is at CityTalk1059. Cheers, Mark. Thanks for that. Thank you, Lauren.